Macca. You're the only one of the boys that could make it on this week, mate. So that's a it's a privilege, mate. You were the, the only one that could do it. Yeah, that'd be right, lazy bastard. Oh. What's going on, mate? How you been? Good, mate. Good, mate. Uh, always rely on the, the country kid in WA. Yes, well, someone's got to do the dirty work, Jason. So, that's it, yep. mate. You're also the only one that knocks off it early enough to do it at, at 6 o'clock. So <laughs> apparently everyone else is still working, or so they say. That's the excuses. So, yeah. Apologies to uh, to everyone. This is coming out a day later. We weren't able to do it either on Tuesday night or Monday. So, yeah, coming out Wednesday this time. So you will have it Thursday ready to go. Um, Reece must be playing netball again, mate. Yeah, you know what Hinchy's like. He's, you know... Dominating, you know, the mixed netball game. Carrad's apparently driving in the countryside trying to avoid kangaroos. Fat Reese is avoiding my phone calls. Apparently, it's, you know, a lot of hours and stress running a business with 14 numbskulls like Kumi. So, uh, yeah, yeah so right, right. apparently all the boys are a bit busy. But, mate, we've got you on. Uh, now, your, your, your trivia in the past has gotten much fanfare. I hope you've got some more trivia for us today. Yeah, we've got a bit of trivia for the Broncos fans listening today. Oh, not so Broncos. Just let me know when you want me to uh, crack on. Really? You had to do Broncos one? All right, well, we'll get to that in a few minutes, mate. But uh, uh, a story from, from last week, mate. In the UK, a bunch of teens uh, stole seven pellets of chewing gum. Apparently, it was worth about 30,000 pounds. I don't know how seven pellets of chewing gum is worth 30 grand, but... Uh, apparently it was a female truck driver that was asleep at the wheel of course and uh, while the heist was occurring after that she had to take the week off uh, for stress leave claiming that she felt like she was victimised like someone had broken into her home of course she did Macca the question poses did you ever steal anything as a kid or as a rebel youth steal or borrow how do we uh, put it, Jason? Well, I remember. Well, if we're saying borrow, I mean, I know uh, Robert Beater has borrowed many things off me and never returned them, so you could probably claim <laughs> that as stealing things from me. Like, I think he's still got one of my PlayStation controls from about five years ago. So um, it was a brand new one too. I'd literally just bought a brand new PS4 controller and he comes over, he's like, oh, can I borrow it? I got I got someone coming over, I want to play some two-player FIFA. I'm like, oh. Yeah, righty yeah, it's fresh out of the packet. Take it. I don't think he's ever returned it. So, classic Robert Beater. <laughs> uh, but yeah, mate, have you got have you got one for us? Yeah, well, I remember going to like uh, King Party once upon a time back in Innisfil, where we used to grow up, and mm. there's a bit of a bit of a walk, uh, coconut to Flying Fish Point. So, you know, later in the night, maybe eleven or midnight, instead of walking home, I've, I knew my mate lived at a certain house. I'm like, well, I might just go out the back. I know his push block will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, instead of walking a couple of kilometres, we just uh, knocked off a couple of push blocks and rode it to the other place that we were staying for the, you know, for the weekend. And yeah, we did return it in due course. But, oh well, mate, that's you know, not really stealing. You're just borrowing. Yeah, mate, it's like that's like an Airbnb, mate. You're just borrowing. borrowing someone's house for the day or for the weekend. It's like an Airbnb, mate. Yeah, so no, I was I was a pretty good kid growing up, Jason. Oh, so that's not good. too much stealing. That's good. Myself that I can recall. Good to hear, mate. Just stealing a few few beers, you know, when you're a 15-year-old playing footy after on the weekends. That's about it. Yeah, Raiden Boys Eskies, I guess. Yeah, that's probably stealing too. You know, you go to a party at 18th and we're 16, you run out of beers. So you yeah, go you just, hopping. just yeah, grab guess, whatever yeah, beer you can that. find. Yeah, everyone's done that, yeah, mate. Don't that's worry. True. That's it's, it's part of well, being Australian, yourself. mate. Uh, me, yeah. yeah, weirdly, I do have one. Um, I don't know why, but when I did this, when I was writing this down, I actually did remember the one probably thing I did steal in my life. It was, it was a little bit of a fad for a couple of weeks there, but me and a couple of mates, I think we were about maybe 11, 12 years old, 
we would steal, you know, on your car tires and, and tubes and things like that, little caps on the on the tubes. Like yeah. we would steal yeah. the metal ones. If it were plastic ones, we're like, oh, we don't want to do that. And it was like we had to like see who could steal a hundred. So it was like the first one to a hundred like won that game. So this went for like a few weeks. And then, you know, as soon as someone won a hundred, that was it. That was the end of the game. So um yeah. It's a pretty stupid thing to steal is like the metal cap off a off a tire tube. But anyway, that was uh that was about as rebellious so, as I was. Wasn't you in towns were running around stealing vehicles and whatnot, mate? Mate, no, no, you like one of those. Mate, stealing vehicles, that's next level, but that's just uh that's just <laughs> part and parcel of normal life in uh in the old villain townsville these days of what I've heard. It's um basically yeah. Uh, once you reach puberty, you're old enough to steal cars, or apparently younger than that, some of them. So, yeah, no, um, don't don't get up to any of that stuff. Macca, yeah, it would have been good to get Fat Reese on to uh, discuss what's been happening in Townsville lately. Oh. Still in Townsville, isn't he? Oh, don't worry. I think he's even had company vehicles stolen. So, yeah, we'll have to, have to hit him yeah. up, actually, next time he's on. He's a little bit shyish on that because I don't think he wants to admit it. So, um, <laughs> they're embarrassing, the stories. They're not really ones that you'd want to go around telling. So... Uh, mate, um, from the weekend, who are we looking forward to run it straight for this week's rounds? Well, I see Ruben Costa is on the reserves, so mm. um, maybe maybe he might get a get a late call up against uh, the mighty Red V, and mm. um, yeah, let him unleash him and. Let's see that little mullet get out there again. Absolutely, mate. He's, I'm, missing, he's, I'm missing him. Yeah, he's come a bit of a you know a bit of a hero amongst uh, the Queenslanders. Uh, we definitely love us as some Reuben Cotter. Hopefully, he is uh, over his injury now and um, he's ready to rip in for the the back end of the season. So, yeah, it'd be good to see Reuben Cotter back out there for the boys. Um, for me, I've got it the Parramatta Eels. Kind of got embarrassed last week against the Broncos. It just seems like whenever they sort of come up and need to prove themselves to a half-decent team, and I guess you'd call the Broncos kind of a decent team, they just sort of run away. They just, they're just they're nowhere to be found. But they do claim to be the one team that has beaten the Panthers this season, and that's who they're playing this weekend. So try and do it again. I just don't know what the hell. You never know who comes off the bus on game day when it comes to Parramatta. Sometimes they go out there and look like one of the top teams in the league, as Carib likes to think they are. And then other days, you know, they get beaten by 30 points by the Broncos and the Cowboys. So, yeah, I, I don't really know about the Eels. Um, yeah, we'll just, mate, I just want them to run it straight this week and try and prove something against the Panthers. I mean, you don't have to get the win, but at least look like you're competitive and look like you're sort of in the same ballpark. So maybe prove that the game that they beat Panthers early in the year wasn't a complete fluke. So... We'll get them to run it straight and see how they go this weekend. Um, time for Macca's trivia. Macca, you said it was something related to the Broncos, which completely breaks my heart. But uh, what's your trivia for this week, mate? Well, I've only told you part of the story, but let's do it all right. So mm. the 2015 Grand Final, Jason, oh, we were both there. We were both there, mate. Glorious, glorious night. And we all remember who scored the last try, but who scored the first try? What player and what team? Was it the Ginger Ninja for the Broncos? No, it was not. Oh, it was. I thought it was. Um, who was it? Reed Jack for the Broncos. Reed. Jack, Jack Reed, Reed did score. He scored the second yeah, he try. Did score one. Oh, it was the was one for the Broncos. Not not the famous first try scorer, Corey Oates. Corey Oates in the sixth minute, mate. So, yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was Corey Oates first try for the game, and then Justin O'Neill bag one over in the ninth minute. Yep, that's right. They scored straight away. Yep. My, uh, that was my little uh, trivia for this week's episode. That's good, you know. That's actually good for Broncos fans because 
everyone tends to remember what happens at the end of that game. No one remembers that, you know, good old Corey Oates, the, the popular pick for first try score on a lot of sports bet uh, tips, basically got the first yeah. one up for the for the boys over the nine. But, um, yeah, mate, everyone just remembers Kyle Felt and Thurston at the end of the game. That's that's all we want to remember, mate. I remember seeing you boys wearing your cowboy outfits on the day. That was good. Yeah, no, it was a good good night. Like and remember, yeah, oh, that's that's still the best game of footy I've seen in my life. Like I, I, the fingernails are still trying to grow seven years later. I, I chewed them completely off the bone that night, so uh, it was a bit of a tense night. But yeah, pretty epic way to finish a, not only a game of footy but a grand final, and especially between you know little brother and big brother. That was uh, Cowboys versus Broncos. I don't think we could have asked for a better grand final that weekend. Macca, there seems to be three certainties in life: death. Going too hard on the first night of a boys' weekend away, which you and I have definitely done a couple of times and been guilty of, and uh, an NRL bunker fuck-up. Mate, the boys have done it again. Obviously, we're referring to the Cowboys-Tigers game from from Sunday afternoon. Ashley Klein has been sacked. He's also the same referee that had that debacle in Game 2 of Origin where he sent Kafusi to the sin bin and did about five or six six-agains in like a two-minute period for New South Wales, which completely gassed the game and wrecked the game for, for everyone to watch. Does the NRL currently have a ref problem? Oh, it just comes back down to confidence, I think. You know, they probably listen to the media a bit too much and they just get, they just get drilled. So I feel mm. I feel sorry for him to be honest. But, uh, oh, it's a tough job. gig. Yeah, it's a tough job. But someone someone's got to do it. So mm. I think they just need a bit more consistency. But it doesn't help them when you've got guys like us bagging them, or then you've got um, you know NRL three sixty on television. They're digging in too. So and then yeah. the newspapers and whatnot. So but you're right there. Uh, it's a bit of confidence, like because you do see that with the referees, they don't look like the most confident bunch out there, do they? Like they just seem like a bunch of guys uh, who are. You don't know, like, are they getting a lot of um, interference from the, the bunker during the game and maybe they're sort of not really got their eye on the prize and they're sort of focused and really taking charge of the game. Like, I remember growing up, like, referees always seemed like they had control of a game at all times. Guys like Billy Harrigan and that, uh, Tim Mander, yeah. like, those guys always look, seemed like they were in charge of the players and pull their heads in if they were being, you know, pork chops and throwing a bit of lip they'd be like nope march them 10 meters give them a penalty like shut them up so the referee always seemed like they were in control back in the days but now it seems like it's kind of flipped the other way and the players and everyone the fans they seem to be in control of the referees so yeah you're right it probably could be a confidence issue but yeah you just you just want the guys to just back themselves have a bit of you know certainty about the calls they're making at times and when they are uncertain sort of the shit that happened on the cowboys tigers game happens yeah it almost looks like you put it back to School and teachers, the um, the teachers have got no confidence, and then the kids um, run them up, mate. So mm. I think the uh, the headmaster of the referees has got to get down there and give their give their um, their workers a bit of confidence and just back them in and yeah, scrap the bunker, mate. Get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying to get rid of the bunker because the whole point is they're supposed to come in and get the decisions 100% right when the referee can't get it right. Um, but a lot of the times, even yeah. there's there's calls a lot lately where they're, they're inconclusive apparently and sometimes you look at the video and everyone at home and even the commentators are like, well, it looks pretty conclusive. Like that guy didn't or did rake the ball out or he did knock it on and they're like, oh, it's inconclusive, just throw it back to the referee. It's like, so even the bunker can't even get it right 
probably 50% of the time, it seems. So all the money they've spent on the bunker, I'm not too sure. They, apparently it's millions of dollars it's cost them each year. But seriously, we've got to, maybe we've just got to get a, a fresh bunch of referees up through the ranks. Maybe we've got to pay them more. Maybe referees are going to start getting paid three, four, five hundred k a year because I don't think they're on, on that much money. And uh, maybe we've got to make it more enticing for people to actually want to become referees because I think this current bunch, I think we're um, scraping at the bottom of the barrel, unfortunately. Yeah, we don't really hear too much about what their uh, salary is, do you? So mm. you know what the um, top tier referees are. Well, I've always heard they're on like a hundred k, which isn't something to sneeze at. But like you said, it's a pretty daunting job, and you know <laughs> you're going to get hammered in the media and by the fans and pretty much everywhere you go. I don't even know if NRL referees can have a life outside of you know the footy stadium because they're probably getting absolutely smashed by fans left, right, and centre. So. Um, you know, if you're going to do that type of job, you'd want to pay me a lot more than 100k. That's for sure. Yeah, and they got to be fit too. You know, they got injuries as well. They got to deal with. Mm. Um, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't even get out of bed for 100k, would you, Macca? Nah, not these days, mate. No <laughs> way. No. <laughs> you wouldn't even get out for 300k. Um, he's up, he's up. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier I'm in the, sell, I'm not selling cattle like him. Oh mate, yeah. What what do they go for? Fifty k a cow these days? Like he's making a killing. Oh, who knows? Yeah, yeah he's he, pretty expensive. Yeah, he keeps it on the down low. I think he just said he bought another chunk of central Queensland lately. So he, I think he owns about I don't know six million hectares of it. So he probably owns more yeah, than. Oh. Probably owns more than the Queensland government at the moment. So, mate, the uh, the real eels, like I said, can they stand up? Like, what do you think about the Parramatta eels, contenders or pretenders? Well, just before I jumped on this uh, body, mate, I just did a ladder prediction. Mm-hmm. So, I just did my uh, tips for the next, you know, five rounds or yep. six rounds, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I've got them sitting at seventh, mate, on twenty eight competitions. Wow! Before, so, so you've lost a bit of faith in the eels. They got, they're going to win the next two out of five. And what do you think? Out and straight sets come finals time? Like, well, what do we think of this team? Like, I just, I've said it a few times on the podcast. I don't think that team has a leader. Like, I don't think Gutho, Dylan Brown, Mitch Moses, I don't think any of them know who the actual vocal leader is in the team or the physical leader. It just doesn't seem like anyone really has the team by the scruff of the neck. Brad Arthur's being shopped around and maybe he's going to change ship at the end of the season. Like, it's just it's an indicator for Eels. Do they need to tear it down? Do they need to get... I mean, who, who would you even get to try and make that team better? Oh, I don't even know where to start, but with my prediction, my uh, ladder predictor, I've got uh, Rabbitohs 6 and Eels 7, so I'd be saying Rabbitohs knocked the Eels out first first round of finals. Yeah, there you go. I, I'd probably that's agree my, with that too. That's my top eight sitting. Yeah. So. Oh, well, I guess we'll we'll wait and see what the kind of performance they put up against the Panthers after getting absolutely flogged uh, by the Broncos last weekend. And... Uh, yeah, see if the real eels do stand up or maybe the real eels are the guys who got flogged by 30 last weekend and um, they are going to go out in the first week of the semis, but we will wait and see. Bit of debate in the last couple of days with the Manly Pride jersey. Um, it's sort of separated a lot of footy fans, uh, both Manly and non-Manly fans. Obviously, there were seven players who have all decided to not show up uh, this weekend's game and they're actually not even going to be at the stadium. They're not even going to support their teammates and the coach. Apparently, a little bit of rainbow colour on a jersey, which I thought actually looked pretty smart, uh, is enough to not make players play for Manly this weekend. Macca, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not going to get too far into it, but uh, I was only speaking to someone the other night. I know they got their religious beliefs, but I'm pretty sure some of those beliefs are regarding alcohol and you know stuff like that as a sin. So mm. yeah, I don't know what the boys are doing um, after footy on weekends or not, if they are sober or whatnot. But yeah, um, it's a weird one. And to that as well, I just read an article where 
Hemsworth, your big Thor fans. Yes, and, um, yes I am. And the Wolverines, they actually found out about these pride jerseys for Manly before the players did. So mm. I don't know where this breakdown of communication was for the players. So yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Because like Desi came out yesterday and said that, you know, he apologised on behalf of the club to say that, you know, the communication of the jersey that was happening. The thing that confused me more was that it's actually women's in league round this weekend and they've put out a pride jersey, which isn't really talking yeah. about sort of the women in league um, and celebrating women in league this weekend. It's, you know, it's about, you know, LGBTQ community and inclusivity and things like that. It's like, I'm not sure if even Manly got the memo that it was actually women's in league around this weekend. So it's, it seems like a bit of a miscommunication on all parts. I'm just like thinking, oh. And then, of course, Manly legend Ian Roberts come out saying he was quite disgraced that, you know, half of the team is, is basically not playing this weekend due to religious beliefs and obviously they've got a, I don't know, homophobia about them or something like that. I just found it all very amusing. At the end of the day, I looked at the jersey and I went, I actually like the jersey. I think a little bit of rainbow stripe across the middle actually looked pretty smart. It was actually kind of looked like a bit of a, you know, the old Sevens jerseys where they brought them out and there was all those, you know, Larry colours of your team in the old sevens back in like the 90s I thought they were great looking jerseys so um, anyway they are they're choosing not to play and they're not even going to be at the ground this weekend so uh, and the bookies have basically favoured uh, the Roosters in that one I think the Manly's out to like $5.50 now for this weekend's game against the Roosters so yeah sucks for Manly fans um, but uh, yeah we'll wait and see if these guys are going to be I mean do they even get paid for stepping down and not playing this weekend surely you can't get paid yeah, well, that's what they're all talking about now. So, mm. um, yeah, be up to the up to the players and you know the players' union or whatever they've got going. And geez, if it came down to uh, you know doing the right thing by uh, by the Bible, and uh, you know, <laughs> you and me, Macca, we've probably uh, we've probably got no chance of getting into the pearly gates. Nah, no, definitely not. But you know, <laughs> it's, um, the manly probably need this win. You know, they're sitting at ninth and yes. Bruce is eighth in the same competition point. So yeah, yeah, it's a shame, but. You know, it's a touchy subject. And mm. uh, In other news, this one was a bit of a head-scratcher for me. Kevin Proctor, uh, he was sacked oh, from the a, club for uh, vaping in the yeah. sheds. It's un- undecided <laughs> if it was half-time or at full-time of the game. But, yeah, he was basically vaping and had to go on Instagram, TikTok, whatever the bloody hell he was on, Facebook Live, um, and he had to just put it out there in social media of him vaping in the sheds. Macca, is this the weirdest sacking of a player ever? And also, what the hell was he thinking? Yeah, well, it's up there, hey, because you've still got that um, Bainu for the Eels, uh, for Manly, that we've been speaking about before. He's got the church stabbing that's meant to be going through the course in the next couple of weeks. I that's think he's right. down for... Nearly two years. I think they were just saying he's been stood down longer than what Jack DeBellin was for mm. his case that went yep. went on. So, um, but no, nah, this one's just stupidity, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's been long in the tooth anyway. But you know, he, you know, he had a few more weeks to go and uh, finish up his contract, and looks like he was going to go to Super League anyway. So. Mm. Oh, well, I guess he uh, doesn't have to play the last few games for the Titans and wrap up the wooden spoon and. Uh, He'll just enjoy the, the beaches of Manly for a few more weeks before, yeah, he goes over to the cold and miserable UK for, for his, uh, I guess, his swan song of his career. So, but yeah, 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 bit of a forgettable player, Kevin Proctor. He sort of, uh, he had a sort of a good start to his career, but yeah, just a weird way to go out. I guess it's like Joel Monaghan with sort of the, the dog incident and things like that. Some of these guys, they <laughs> yeah, just, you yeah, know, they yeah, just sort yeah. of, before they go to the UK, they got to do something stupid and it's like, 
all right, see you. Don't let the fucking door hit you on the way out, you idiot. So um, there definitely seems oh, like... Oh, you got, you've got another one, the old... Um Todd Carney and the bubbler. Todd Carney, there you go. I mean, actually, that might have been the stupidest one of all time. But but weirdly (laughs) enough, he was given another contract after that. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, there's been a few. Never, Never say never when it comes to footy players. I was requested by one particular Broncos supporter to, uh, talk about the Broncos at some point. I don't know why, but uh, the Broncos and the Sharks are in the four. Um, who has a better chance of upsetting the Panthers or the Cows in the first week of the finals? So I guess if the you know the latter was to stay the same come round one of the finals, the Panthers would be in first, Cowboys in second, Sharks in third, Pan- uh, Stor- sorry, Broncos in fourth. Do the Sharks and Broncos have any chance of upsetting the Panthers and the Cows on an away semifinal? Yeah, I'd say, first I, week? I, I, I could say this. Yeah, second and third, I could see the Sharks being the Cowboys. Yep. Okay. On what I basis? In the Sharks. I don't know. Just, I just can see it. <laughs> I could just see it happening, mate. Well, they were pretty good. Like, yeah, I but- watched that game against the Panthers on the weekend in Penrith, and a lot of their Penrith guys had had sort of 10 days rest from Origin 3, so they were pretty fresh. The Sharks got out to a nice 10-0 lead, and then obviously the Panthers sort of just mowed them down slowly as the game went on, and they won 20-10, to 10, but... The Sharks, they played really well. They played smart. They were really physical. They were driving the Panthers back in a lot of tackles, and they were running from the back fence on a lot of hit-ups. So they were really determined. They really were in the game. It had a bit of a semi-final feel about it. The Panthers looked like they never really got out of second gear in that game, yet still managed to win. The Sharks, like I've liked them. I've said from the start of the season on the podcast, I really like their team. It looks like a team that could finish in the top four, which is what it's looking like this time of the year. But... After seeing that game, like I said, the Panthers didn't really get going yet still managed to win it quite comfortably in the end. The Sharks, they're just missing, like, I feel one big game breaker. I feel Nico Hines is a fantastic player for him. Matt Moylan sort of plays a little bit off him quite well. Kennedy can sort of come in and do a couple of things, but they're just missing one big game breaker, like an outside back that's just got electric speed, can bust four or five tackles, just sort of create something out of nothing like a James Tedesco or a Kalen Ponger or someone like that that can just, someone who's got a bit of wow factor about him. I think that's what the Sharks are missing in my eyes. But anyway, what do you think? Yeah, no, I just think, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good game either way. It'll be nice and close. Um, yeah, I don't know. Flip a coin, mate, to be honest. Flip a coin. Flip a coin. Go Sharks. What about the Broncos? That's how the top four. Can the Broncos beat Broncos, either no, the, the Panthers or the Cows in a semi? <clears throat> I don't even think Broncos are going to be in the fourth, uh, in the in the top four. Oh, the Red V are going to get up there and snatch fourth? No, well, <laughs> I did my um, ladder ladder predictor. Yeah, oh, the ladder predictor, yeah. I've got, depends how the Roosters play, and the Broncos playing a couple of the games in the next couple of rounds, but I've got the Storm sneaking in the fourth. you got the Storm the sneaking into fourth. How, on, on, really, on the way they've been playing? They're going to be tied with the Broncos on competition points. Wow. They'll just be up to their um, point differentials. But, yeah, I've got the Storm coming back into fourth. Big signing of no food. <laughs> poor Broncos. The poor Broncos not going to be in the top four. Well, you've just killed the hearts of many Broncos supporters out there, Macca. So, uh, well, it's going to come down to round 23, Jason. The Broncos play the Storm. Ooh. And I think that game will decide who makes the fourth out of them Broncos and Storm Interesting, that will be a big game and that's here in Brisbane, maybe we'll get some of our so-called Broncos supporters that are on this podcast uh, to maybe come down and face the musical, maybe they'll just sort of stay hiding and, you know, messages from afar 
like they tend to do sometimes when when the Broncos play at night. Jerome Luai, big, big news for the Panthers this week. He hurt his knee in that game against the Sharks. Uh, apparently, he's out six to eight weeks. Uh, so he's going to be racing uh, the clock to be back for round one of the finals. You'd think probably in five or six weeks' time, he'll probably rest up, get all the rehab, put a few needles in, and he'll be ready to go. Penrith, they've probably got the number one seed all locked up by now. Um, smart to just keep him out until the finals and not rush him back? Yeah, O'Sullivan does a beautiful job. He does. Uh, he'll sit beside Nathan Cleary. Cleary will do lead the team around, and O'Sullivan will just um, pass the ball and kick the ball when he's told to. And yeah, I don't see them losing too much there, mate. No, no, I think they've got the number one seed wrapped up. But uh, you never like to see players injured. But Jerome Luai, yeah, I don't mind seeing him get injured at the moment. So, Maka, the next one I've got here on the topic, Benny Hunt. He's the favourite for the Daily M. Is he going to win it? My man. Yeah, he's going to win it for sure. He's the only good player in the Dragons team, so he's getting three <laughs> points every time they win. Mate, he literally they carried them. Get one point. He carried them last week. He was the reason they won that game. He'll be he'll beat the Cowboys this week too. Hey, hey, hey! Stop that talk. I'll, uh, you know, we can't be can't be having any of that stuff on this podcast. No, mate, Ben Hunt. I mean, we talked about him, the Renaissance sort of the the season he's had. Obviously, the way he basically won the the, the Origin at the end there for Queensland in Game Three. Um, it's one of the best seasons I've seen in quite a while, and and good on Benny Hunt. He's a good bloke, and um, seems like he thoroughly deserves all the all the applause that he's getting this year. But yeah, Daily M. I mean, I tried to look for some betting markets. Apparently, they're not allowed to bet on Daily M this year. I don't know what the go is. Maybe, maybe some people we know took too much money off Daily M a few years ago. But Benny Hunt for Daily M. If there was odds out there, Macca, what would he be? Yeah, two dollars, maybe three, three dollars. I three dollars. I don't even. Is it, are you, are you, I don't even know who's close. Are you going to start a betting agency? Can I put some money down on three dollars? Nah, it can't be a sure thing. There's other players out there. Mate, yeah. I'll tell you right now. Benny Hunt's a dollar twenty. Dollar twenty. He is, mate. He's got it wrapped up. I don't think he even needs to play the last five weeks of the season. I think he's got it wrapped up already. What was the um, leaderboard before? Was it like round fifteen or something? Oh, I think he. I think he was in the lead, but yeah, I think Cherry was up there and a few other guys, but. I mean, honestly, Benny Hunt, if he doesn't get the three points every single week playing for the Dragons, then there's something wrong. Uh, mate, Latrell and the Bunnies, they're surging towards the finals. Wow. Latrell, he is just yeah. a man on a mission right now since he's come back from injury. Questions again, obviously he just manhandled the storm over the weekend, but questions again for, for your boy Munster, Harry Grant, where have they been lately? We saw the other day the storm have asked the Bulldogs to loan them at Car for the rest of the season, even though Car just left them for the Dogs. Uh, apparently Gus turned around and gave him the middle finger and said, F you, he's ours. Um so they've just gotten today, I think, David Nofaluma from the West Tigers is going to see out the rest of the season with the Storm. Two-part question. One, where are the Storm going? You think they're going to finish in the fourth? Are they going to make any noise come semifinal time? Cameron Munster, Harry Grant, where have they been in the last four weeks since they've been losing? And also, can we allow players from losing teams that aren't going to be playing in the finals to go and play for teams that are in the finals? Yeah, like I said earlier... Well, I've got the Storm winning in the next couple of games. Yeah, the boys will come back into form, put some points on. You know, Harry and Hunt's a bit of a hangover after um, State of Origin, mm. taking out the series. Yep. So I still I still think they, they're pushing for that fourth or fifth spot. Nah, you can't be this lone thing. That's got to be at the start of the season. They can't yeah. be doing it, you know, when there's only six or eight rounds to go. Mate, like the Lodge one was all right for me with the Roosters. He, you know, he was unsigned. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they picked him up as a free agent. Yeah. That, 
that's fair play. Uh, a couple of years ago, they did the Sonny Bill Williams one. He was the free agent or whatever he was. Yeah, that signed him, but you can't no, you can't do it alone. Where especially with these the storm teams. Harry- yeah, I mean, like, well, well, what's stopping yeah. like what's stopping the Panthers or the Roosters or the Broncos or any of these teams going to a team like say Newcastle and say, yeah, well, Newcastle, you're not going to be playing finals, so how about you give us Ponga? Give us Clemmer, give us Saifidi brother, give us Dane Gay guy, like give us Edric Lee, just give us four or five players and we'll try and create a little super team sort of to go into the finals. Like that's that's not fair game. I mean, I know David Noafaluma doesn't really move the needle, but if you're gonna allow that, then what's stopping one of these teams from saying, Hey, let's let's go and grab three or four players, good players, rep players from these teams that aren't gonna be playing finals. I mean, the the story of Reese Walsh maybe joining the Broncos for the remainder of the season. I mean, it's just like, what are we doing here? Like, it's, it's, it's pretty unfair for some of these teams that are just going with their squads into the finals and these other teams are just raiding, you know, the, the playing ranks of teams that aren't going to be playing finals and trying to prop them up for the for the finals run. It's just, I don't know, it, it smells a bit hypocrisy to me. Well, maybe that it could be um, if they only played so many games, but I don't know how many. I don't think Nofu's played too many games. Like, maybe it is under 10 games when they, they can have a sniff. Yep. I think we'd have to look a bit more into, you know, the rules around it. But for me, yeah, I still don't like it. But you know, if they maybe if they pick someone out of the top out of the top thirty, yeah, for that squad, or maybe they're not in within the twenty five to twenty five to thirty player or something like, like a development player. Yeah, yeah, that'd then, be fine. If it's, it's like a development game. player outside the top twenty five, yeah, I'd have no problems with that. But yeah. you know, by the sounds of it, I mean, with the storm going to the the dog saying, "Hey, give us Josh Addo Carr. You're not going to need him for the rest of the season." Like. Like, come on, guys! Yeah. You're pulling your leg, aren't you? Yeah, like unless they they bought him out of the contract and they've kept him for the next couple of years. Yeah, play on. Yeah, exactly. Like not just to, um, not, not just not just for game. six weeks. Yeah, like borrowing yeah. for six weeks and giving back to him. Like, yeah. come on, Storm. We no, know you. We know a few years back you didn't like playing by the rules by doing two different sets of books, but. Uh, you know, yeah. fair game, boys. Like, you suck this year, so just, you know, you're not going to be in the grand final. Just accept it. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, um, let's get back. Let's get into our round 20 preview and team lists. Round 20 of the NRL season. Can you believe we're in round 20 already, Macca? Thursday yeah, night quick. at Four Pines Park in Manly. It'll be the ninth place Manly against the eighth place Sydney Roosters. Big game, like we said. Unfortunately, Manly stocks depleted with the Pride jersey debacle. Manly five dollars fifty. The Roosters dollar fifteen. Do you give the Eagles any chance to win at home? No, I do not, Jason. So I'm on the Roosters thirteen plus with both wingers to get over the white line. Both wingers, so both wingers and Roosters eleven plus. Got any odds for us? Yeah. Uh, no, not on the top of my head, mate. No, oh. it'd be about three dollars. Come say. on, Mac, you got to be prepared. You're going to be throwing bets around for the punters on the weekend, mate. They they need to know. They need to power play it or whatever. Well, sports bet don't let me power play any invitations. No, do that to you, mate. You've, you've taken millions of them, Macca. That's why Macca's millions. Taking too much. Yeah, that's it. That's too, why. Maybe too much hedging. One, one either, or either. Oh, I don't know. Who would hedge? Seriously. Yeah. No, get, get on the roosters. Yeah, Thirty plus. Both wingers to score a try. Definitely. Easy money. Yep, for sure. Uh, 6 p.m. on Friday at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland. Great to see footy back in New Zealand. 13th place Warriors at $4 are hosting the Melbourne Storm in fifth place. You've already put the Storm down for a win in your little ladder predictor, Macca? Sure, have Jason 13 plus again. Well, let's just see if uh, Harry Grant and Cameron Munster can actually step up and lead a team against the 13th place team because 
Haven't been doing a lot of that lately. I think they've got a little bit of a hangover from Origin, maybe. But we'll see uh, if the Storm can win that one convincingly. You know, New Zealand in the past has always been a, a tough ground for the Storm to travel to, but it's definitely not uh, not your mum and dad's warriors that are playing these days. It's um, definitely a different vibe around that team. On 7.55 Friday night, the Parramatta Eels at Combank Stadium hosting the first place Penrith Panthers. Parramatta, $3.25 if you're someone like Kerrod that still has faith in the Panthers maybe getting, sorry, the, the Eels getting to the grand final. You'd like those $3.25 odds. Macca, your thoughts? Nah, I'm on the Panthers, Jason. Just a bit too good, I believe. And I'm going to go um, Kago to score a try for the Panthers on that left edge. Just too good. Kick out, Kago, Taylor May. Beautiful. To throw them all into a multi if you really want to. Throw them all into a multi. 3 p.m. on Saturday, the 15th place Titans are hosting the 10th place Raiders at Seabus Super Stadium. Just a bit of a... PSA announcement to all the Storm support. Uh, sorry, the Titans supporters and the Titans players. You are not allowed to vape at the stadium. Just, just get that into your head now. Wait until you go home and with your Burley Heads girlfriend, and you can vape all you want down the beach with all the other morons that live in Burley. So, Macca, do the Titans have any chance of winning against the Raiders? Nah, Raiders are there. They're sniffing for that, you know, eight spot. So. I'm back in the green machine, and I'm yep. going to go the um, young hopper to score a try on the wing again. Beautiful. Nice. Go back to back. Back to back. Young hopper. Like to hear it. Yep. Very good game at 5.30. Um, the third place Sharks at Points Bet Stadium hosting the sixth place Rabbitohs. Um, this is definitely a flip of the coin one. The Rabbitohs surging with Latrell back lately. The Sharks, I thought they were outstanding against the Panthers last weekend. This is a tough one. Who do you pick? Well, I'm going to take the roughy on this one. I do like a roughy every every now and then. Mm-hmm. I've got to get a few tips up in the tips and comps. So I'm going to go Rabbitohs and, yeah, Latrell to, um, yeah, to get, get the win for the boys. Beautiful. Sounds good. I will agree with you there. I think they've got a good thing going. I think Latrell is uh, intimidating, you know, opposition's left, right and centre. And he's kind of that X factor that I said the Sharks don't have. The Sharks are a very good team. Nico Hines is fantastic in running and orchestrating the team around the park. But they don't have a Latrell, and the Rabbitohs do. And I think that will be the difference in this game. You can just see Latrell, if the game's in the balance with 10, 15 to go, he'll step up and just make a big play and probably be the difference maker, which he already has in the last few weeks. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think Latrell will step up again, and the Bunnies will keep surging towards the finals. 7.35 on Saturday night, the fourth-place Brisbane Broncos hosting the 16th-place West Tigers do the Tigers get within twenty of the Broncos? Yeah, I'm going to say they do. Yeah. Do they? Not a fluke. Yep. Not a fluke. That performance it's... against the Cowboys. Like, was that a bit of Tim Sheen's Benji Marshall magic sort of uh, coaching the boys during the week, or you think the Tigers well, maybe? I like are... that Hast- I like that Hastings in lock now. So yeah, um, that that middle ball player is a big body, defends yep. well. Yep, uh, takes a bit of pressure off you know Dewey and uh, Brooks. Yep, they do have some good forwards as well. Um, yeah, it'd be. I think Broncos still thirteen plus. But I don't think they'll win by more than twenty. Unfortunately, yeah, Broncos fourteen. I'll Broncos t- by fourteen. Broncos by fourteen minus thirteen and a half start. There you go. There's Macca's tip for that <laughs> game. Um, yeah, unfortunately, the Broncos they've been very good of late. Um, I don't see them anywhere close to losing this game. Dollar fifteen is stealing money. Um, bank won't give you fifteen percent. Put me down for the Broncos on that one. Two p.m. on Sunday. 
Two teams looking to avoid the wooden spoon. The Newcastle Knights in 14th hosting the 12th place Bulldogs. The Bulldogs have been very good of late. Um, Addo Carr's running a bit of a muck. Matty Burton seems to have got a bit of a combination with some of the guys in the team. They've played much more confidently in recent weeks. Do the Dogs keep the train running and keep the Knights' misery happening? I think so, Jason. I'm on the doggies Mm -hmm. for sure. Yep, no more to say about that. that, that, I am uh, tipping the dogs as well, unfortunately. Yeah, the edge defence for the Knights. um, Teams have just been run through them. Do they have edge defence? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, Gagai's turned the switch back on to Knights from um, Maroons. So, Mm. yeah, I don't know what's going on with them. Is he done, Gagai? Like, I mean, he did have a very unforgettable first two games in the Origin series. He was solid in the third game, but he has not turned up for the Knights at all, apart from probably the first two weeks of the season. Um, is he washed? Is yeah, he done? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just no confidence in the in the playing group, you know. Once you have a few mm. few losses on the trot, um, yeah. all the boys, yeah, you just lose it all, and they just need to get into would, that winning. Would you take him at the Dragons next win. next week? Would you take Gay Guy and bring him on board? Well, well, there you go, mate. Or oh, you didn't really sound confident like you wanted gay guy. I think that was my <laughs> point in the question was uh, if you're not going to jump at a dang gay guy these days, and that's probably he's not playing his best footy, and maybe um, maybe the end is near for young Dane. We wrap up the week. I'll take him on the money money ball approach if the Knights chip in for his salary. Mate, as the Dragons do, we like the money ball approach. So yeah, well, um, we're getting for half price, I'll take him. Yeah, we can't do any worse. And apparently we've shut Ponga down for the season because he got another HIA. So, mate, bring on the yeah. wooden spoon. Probably be the only thing that'll get uh, Adam O'Brien out of the club. So just bring on the wooden spoon and uh, get rid of that shitty coach we've had all year. Uh, mate, we wrap up the weekend, 4pm, uh, Jubilee Stadium in Sydney, the 11th placed Red V St. George Illawarra Dragons hosting those good-looking Cowboys from Townsville. Uh, Mac up, your boys are three dollars. How do you think they're going to fare, mate? That's my birthday, thirty first July. So oh, I'm well, happy them. birthday yeah, to Macca first. Here we go, everyone. Happy birthday to Macca for Sunday. Think- we're going to make some money, ladies oh, and gentlemen. So get go. on the dragons, three dollars, maybe even one to twelve. Boost those odds a little bit. We'll get over the cow. They couldn't even beat the Tigers fair and square. <laughs> no, keep going. No, keep going. It's good. It's good. Yeah. No, let's go, Red V. No, that's all I've got to say about that, mate. We'll, um, we'll put Sloane out the back. You won't know what's coming. Beautiful. All right. I will uh, I'll tip the Cowboys. But I will say 1 to 12. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. I think Dragons have been very, very good this year. Um, I've actually liked the way they've, they've sort of competed in a lot of games this year. Benny Hunt should win the Daily M. But yeah, I think the Cowboys, they. They didn't really get out of the blocks last week and the Tigers played very, very determined. And uh, sometimes when you come out of the blocks slow and the other team just sort of keeps coming at you, it's hard to sort of make up the ground. Very controversial circumstances to get them the win. But uh, I think maybe Toddy Payton and the boys will get a little more focused this week at training. And um, yeah, I think they'll go down with a bit of a game plan against the Dragons. And they won't take the Dragons as lightly as they were taking the Tigers last week. But I will give the Dragons some credit. But for me, Cowboys 1-12. Drinky's too busy looking over his shoulder because the hammer's on the bench. 
you can't have two fullbacks <laughs> on your bench, Jason. That's where you're hey, going wrong. Hammer Zammer knows his role in the team, mate. He's he's playing a bit of center. He plays a bit of wing. Plays a bit of fullback. He just sort of comes on in the last 15, 20 minutes and just runs wherever he needs to. So I think it's actually good having him on the bench. He just sort of. Like I said, the game opens up in the last 15 minutes and doesn't really worry so much about defence. You can kind of just slot him in anyway. He can just be a roaming player and they can just do little early kicks for him and stuff like that and have him out the back as sort of like a second fullback. I kind of like the way they've been using him off the bench. So I think he seems like he's enjoying the, the, the new position too. So nah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Cowboys. You want to just call up Kyle Felt and make sure he stays on his wing of this game, mate, eh? because if he keeps coming in, we're going to score points down that edge. Surely, this has got to be something that's being coached. I actually was talking about this with someone during the week. Like, what is with all these wingers rushing in when they're on their try line these days defending? Like, I don't get it. You know I mean, you're always told as a junior, stay with your winger, stay with your winger. The guys inside have to slide across to stop any gaps out opening and things like that. But now these days, it seems like once it gets to like that second receiver, you just see so many times the winger just charging in to try and take out the fullback or the center, just leaving the winger completely open. I don't, I don't get it. Why, they've got to be being coached this, and I don't know why they're being coached this because it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. You tell them, Jason. You go in there, mate. You go get them. <laughs> yeah, get me down. Tell Todd Payton what to do. Yeah, I'll tell Toddy what to do. Grow some bloody hair. That's not in your chin for once. That's going to do it for this week's NRL 720 podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review us on all the platforms. Macca, you keep going with the moving in Perth and Carnivore, mate. Hopefully, it's not stressing you out too much. No, mate. All good, over here. Just shout out to Jeffrey Cool, mate. Make sure you're listening. We love you. <laughs> See you next week.